0: So Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Paramus. Uh, I got that wrong, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselytite of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. The word of the Lord.
1: Good morning. It is such a a joy and blessing to uh, worship with you all this morning. Uh, Jonathan mentioned that uh, uh, I've been mentoring Jonathan, but uh, truthfully, he also did not mention whether I was being a good mentor or a bad mentor. Because even very recently, just in a matter of a few days, I have managed as a mentor to get Jonathan lost, literally in the woods, and caused him to be late for his class. So, so we come in all different colors, okay? Um, my name, as i uh, as already been introduced, is Sam Kim, and I am a pastor of Intercultural Mission Church in North Andover. Now, with a name like ours, Intercultural Mission Church, it's probably a good guess that our church family has a lot of differences in color and culture and opinion. Yes, lots of opinions and background, which makes our ministry full of fun. Which makes our ministry full of fun and full of drama. You know, it would be much easier to be a family, a community. A country or a church with people who are the same. Same color, same culture, same language, same age, same political and religious views because it will be less drama, less awkward, less conflicts, less differences. But the book of Acts is not about a community or a kingdom, a church that was the same or comfortable, drama-free, and unchanging. It is a record of how the church clashed and changed as they grew more in members of different colors, cultures, languages, status, and ideas. Today, we learn that by his spirit, we change. By his spirit, we change and grow together. By his spirit, we change and grow together. So I'd like to talk about growing in two ways. If you could advance to the next slide. And uh, in case you're wondering what that weird looking thing is next to the English, I'm not writing or speaking in tongues It's it's Korean because uh, many of our congregants are also Korean-speaking. So I guess I am speaking in tongues in in, in the same way, more acts, biblical way, right? So i like to talk about growing in two ways. Number one, growing brings growing pains. Growing brings growing pains. And then number two, growing means changing. Growing means changing. So number one, growing brings growing pains. Verse one says that now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So what we may have read today as a crisis, a conflict or clashes in the early church is actually a sign or a proof that the body of Christ, his church, was growing. Was growing. These were growing pains. And growing pains are good. See, we may feel uncomfortable, fed up, and downright frustrated as we witness all the political and social crisis, conflicts, and clashes around us, but these also may be growing pains of our nation, our society, our community, our families, and our churches as we grow more in diversity and we grow in maturity. As parents... It pains us, it pains me to see our children going through growing pains. Doesn't it pain you to see your children going through growing pains? But we know that they need to go through them to develop and grow in size and in health, in wisdom and in resilience. If they're not going through growing pains, they're not growing, and if they're not growing and staying the way they are, something is wrong. See, much of our physical and mental and intellectual and relational, social and spiritual conflicts and pains are what actually helps us, helps us to grow stronger in these areas. As the church grew and people from many walks and cultures joined that church, What worked before for the first church, the old ways, their customs and traditions were not working anymore. The minority Greek Christians felt that they were getting ignored and discriminated against, not as valued, misunderstood, disenfranchised, treated as second-class members compared to the majority Hebrew Christians. Now, whether it was true or not, it seemed to the minority Greeks that the whole church, the whole system was set up to favor the majority Hebrews and disfavor the Greeks. And as we know, perceptions, perceptions can be just as powerfully damaging and hurtful as the truth. It is just as hurtful for me to be told there is no racism in New England. And for the last 20 years, I've been regularly told to go back to my own country. And I go, I thought I was. I thought I lived, studied, grew up here, worked here, loved this country, served this country, went to war for this country, ministered to this country, and yet I have no home here. Anytime things get a little uncomfortable, I'm told I should be going back home, wherever that is, which is not here. So it is hard for me, whether it's true or not, whether you agree that it's true or not, I just want you to hear it's hard for me because I perceive at least that I'm being treated differently or less than what I thought I was or who I thought I was. So, as we know, these kind of perceptions are damaging and hurting. And we see this played out in our own families, our communities, our country, and our churches. We disagree. We don't see eye to eye. And those who've been around longer and in control insist that we keep things the way it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then those who are newer, or fewer, or weaker insist that the way things are is not working for them. But these clashes, these conflicts, and tensions are signs that we are growing and have much more growing up to do as a nation, as a church, in the diversity of cultures and colors and thoughts and values. Look, if we were all the same, we wouldn't be clashing. We wouldn't be arguing and disagreeing about how we perceive this world and the state of our nation, the state of our country, the state of our churches, would we? No. So I'm not saying that this is horrible. I'm actually suggesting that these may be signs, as painful as they are, that we are actually maturing and that it's a season of growth. And so what did the early church do when it was clear that they were going through growing pains? The ones who had been around the longest and had the power. The 12 apostles who were part of the majority Hebrews were the ones willing to change first in order for them all to grow. Which takes us to point number two. Growing means changing. Growing means changing. See, we often resist and are afraid of change because change means the unknown. Whereas staying the same is predictable, stable, comfortable. And often when the ones in power the majority see or experience crisis, conflicts or clashes with the others not in power, the minority, we tend to panic and urgently huddle among our own kind and make quick decisions that we believe are good for everyone. Even though we have no idea how and what the others or the minority feel and want. But see, in verse 2, the 12 apostles summoned the Full number of the disciples, not just one side, but everyone. And they led everyone to change together, both Hebrew and Greek, and shared their own authority in voicing and voting and appointing and decision making by asking everyone, everyone in verse 3 to pick out from among you seven men of good repute full of the spirit and of wisdom whom we will appoint to this duty. So in verse 5 to 6, the church members, the church members together chose and the apostles laid hands and prayed or endorsed the choices, backed them up, and this pleased the whole gathering, verse 5. Because based on that list of names, the first deacons who were to serve the church family fairly were both Greek and Hebrew. The first church had dramatically changed or grown up for the better. The first church dramatically changed or grew up for the better. More beautiful. See, change is hard, messy, scary, but change is necessary to adjust to the growing pains, so that we may truly grow up. Growing means changing. The Hebrew apostles acknowledged that they could no longer do everything well and were willing to lead their church family through its growing pains by listening, learning, sharing, and changing responsibilities, leadership, talents, and roles with one another. But, this is very important. But, those same apostles, they were uncompromising in who and what the church of Jesus Christ was. That Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through Him. John fourteen six. Thus, the church must always, always be most devoted to Prayer, prayer, and to the ministry of the word, according to verse 4. Every church and the church as a whole should be absolutely clear, uncompromising, and unchanging in praying and preaching the gospel. But in how we go about doing and being a church family, we must We must be willing to change, change and share in how we worship, praise, fellowship, share meals, lead, think, speak, and live together. Not just in the context of different races, no, but also in generations, cultures, languages, socioeconomic status, professions, backgrounds, different walks and chapters of your lives. That's how we, our families, our communities, our country, our churches, become more resilient, more mature, and more adaptive to thrive. Not just live or survive, but to thrive in this ever-changing and adverse world without losing who we are and what we are called for in Jesus Christ. Would you go to the next slide, please? This is also the testimony or the story of my own church, Intercultural Mission Church. A small number of biracially married families who struggled to fit in, felt ignored, discriminated against, not as valued, misunderstood, treated as second-class members in both majority white churches and majority Korean churches, started their own church. But over the years, as the Korean spouses were more active in the church, our church became more and more one culture, one language dominant, which alienated and estranged their own non-Korean spouses and children from their church. But see, our church repented. We repented of what we had done and changed that we may grow up finally. So we have changed our names, changed our worship style, changed from Korean to English speaking ministry, even though for the majority of our members, English is not our first language. We changed everything we were used to or were comfortable with for others who were not like us. But we are absolutely unchanging in our faith in Jesus the authority of his word and the power of his spirit as we pray and preach the gospel together. Our growing pains and changes sometimes have been and are and will be painful. But we know that we need to go through them so that we may grow together with more of our beloved and diverse families, Spouses, children, and neighbors. So you may be asking, well, no, and and so because of the early church was willing to change or adapt to its growing pains without losing its identity and mission, verse 7 says, the word of God continued to increase. And the church grew even more in size, resilience, and in diversity, and even a great many of the priests. Did you read that? Even a great many of the priests, the very ones who initially hated Jesus, killed Jesus, persecuted his followers, and were the enemies of the church, became part of the church family. Now, you may be asking, that's all fine, but we have enough pain. We have enough pain, enough disease, enough drama and conflict in our world already as it is. Why and how should we go through the pains of change and growth even in our own churches? Why can't we just be okay with staying as we are as a church? Peaceful. Stable, predictable, comfortable, drama, and pain free. Why can't we just stay the way we are and not change? Well, the Holy Son of God, who was fully God, changed. He changed and became also fully human. And went through unimaginable pain in order that we who were wholly unlike him may grow into him and share in his glory, his eternal life, his word, his spirit, his kingdom, his authority, and his mission. He changed for us so that we may grow. He did not need to change. God did not need to change. But he did change. Because he so loved us. See, the spirit of God, the spirit of Jesus is also changed. He changed so that we may grow and change with him. It was not just Stephen or the seven deacons who were full of the spirit, verse 3 and 5. According to 1 Corinthians 3.16, all of us believers, all of us believers are God's temple, and God's spirit dwells in us as his church. It is by his spirit, that spirit of change, that spirit of love that we also can change and grow together, especially with those who are not like us, but who God loves just as much as us. By his spirit, we change and grow together. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Jesus, Son of God, oh, what you would not do for our sake. Oh, what you have done to change us to transform us from slaves to sin and death to saints of grace and your holiness. You who have embraced us who are holy other than you, Lord, in your spirit and by your spirit, help us to also change, open our hearts, not just with each other, but especially with those who are not like us. Lord, help your church first so that the world may see that it is possible for us to change from racial strife to unity in grace. We pray all this in your son, Jesus' name. Amen.